0: All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. I'm Adam Bazzelli he is Christian Lauber, and tonight we will be previewing Super Bowl 56, and hopefully not being interrupted constantly by NBA trade deadline things, but we cannot promise that. So... Uh, Those are the two big items on the docket here tonight, the Super Bowl and the NBA trade deadline, along with other news and notes from the past week in sports. So if you want to reach us during the live broadcast, you can through any of the comment sections of the live streams or by emailing us, the360sportshow at gmail.com. So, Christian, let's go ahead and dive right on into the Super Bowl. we obviously, like I said, we're going to have a lot of other things interrupting us throughout the night. But let's start with the Super Bowl uh, and, and go through that. And, you know, we, we kind of touched on some things last week, but coming into this game now, with it happening this coming Sunday, um, how are you feeling about the game and the matchup? Who do you who do you like? Don't necessarily have to pick it yet. We'll we'll, we'll give our picks for it a little in a little bit. But uh, what's standing out to you now as, after having more time to process, as far as? Ah, uh, the
1: matchups and and what we should be looking for. Can you feel the buzz? <laughs> uh, I can't. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's kind of not. I don't know if it's just like it's not KC. It's not the usual. It's no new. Uh, it's new firepower. I guess you could put it. No one to hate. Uh, exactly, and it's kind of like you know. I could find myself rooting against Kansas City, but either of these teams like. I think Stafford is a good story, you know, finally got an organization that uh, is building around, um, you know, obviously they're building around their stars uh, and their money and trying to win now. And then you have the other side of Joe Burrow, who's a second year player and obviously is, uh, is turning into quite a pro, but uh, in terms of just the game overall, I mean, on paper, in my mind, it's, it's the Rams game to lose, Um, but Kansas city, uh, sorry, Cincinnati sticks with it. So they don't give up. Just like they did against Kansas City, they were down, but then they kind of turned it quickly. And, look, Mahomes kind of took part in that. But uh, on the other side, I mean, Cincinnati's a good team. They got good weapons on offense. The quarterback is who he is. He's a second-year guy, but, he I mean, hes he's an absolute leader at this point already. So you see what you have there. And then I think it's just about the Rams. I mean, look, the Rams should – be able to beat everybody. I mean, on paper, you look at the quarterback situation now on that team and the the, the amount of talent on the defensive side of the ball, the Rams should be in a good spot to win this game. Can they choke? Absolutely. I mean, I I think either one of these teams could get blown out. I think it could be close. I, I have no idea what to expect overall because I think it could go a million different ways, and it's kind of nice to have a different story, but there ain't a whole lot of buzz about it. Do you
0: think part of that lack of buzz is because you've got the Olympics happening right now too? Like it's not already, it's not this like, Oh my God, it's Brady again. Or it's Pat Mahomes trying to get his second. Or it's the Bengals feel good story. Matt Stafford and the Rams feel good story. Like, okay, we'll watch when the game's on, but there's really nothing to pick at until the game happens. Oh yeah. And the Olympics are happening too.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think the Olympics have as much to do with it. Maybe maybe a small portion, but I think it's more of, look, people want to root for someone to hate. I mean, it's just, it was the Golden State Warriors. It's LeBron James. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. Uh, they they just, they, you grasp Aaron Rodgers, put him on the list. You just grasp at something to root against I feel like as opposed to rooting for unless you're obviously a fan of one of these two teams from that city but uh, the Olympics maybe maybe 20 percent but I think the other 80 is a pretty solid amount of like I don't know who to root for I'm gonna eat good food I'm gonna watch commercials and I'm but there's no real the game itself until you're sitting down watching it now as a football fan for me there's more buzz once I'm sitting down watching the game for other people it's not about that uh, especially when their team's not in it so it's it's definitely in my eyes just more about neither one of these teams is like I, I want to hate them. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to root for that team. There's just none of that this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not enough. There's no drama leading up to the game. Um, you know, there's no there's no storybook drama about it you know, as far as the matchup goes. Um, I do. I will say this: it's a tale of two totally te- two teams built in totally different ways right so in a way as far as rooting interest goes I'm rooting for Cincinnati because it's it's more it's like this flash in a pan it's lightning in a bottle like you you tanked you got Joe Burrow you did nothing to protect him he gets blown up his rookie year injures his ACL you really don't do a whole ton to totally resolve the offensive line issue because it's still an issue Yet,
1: somehow you find yourselves in the Super Bowl. and they did he's, get a hell of a weapon, though.
0: They around. did get him a great weapon uh, with Chase, and he's playing well. Meanwhile, you've got the Rams, who have sold their soul the last over and over oh. and over again the last few years to try and get here. They got here against the Patriots and lost. And then it seemed like, well, no, nope, they're going to totally screw it after that. Yet, they kept finding ways to just keep selling and selling and selling and mortgaging and mortgaging. And really now, it's now or never for them. Um, so obviously, if you're an L.A. fan, if they, if you're out there, Los Angeles Rams fans, um, this is your time. It's, it's now or never. Um, and so obviously, there's a lot of good things to root for on the team. Got Aaron Donald getting a ring could solidify him as one of the greatest defensive players ever. Uh, the way his career will go, it's already went a certain way. And the way I'm sure he's going to continue to produce, putting that ring, putting that championship in your pocket, goes a long way. Uh, Matt Stafford, obviously trying to add to and increase uh, and forge a legacy. But as far as how the team was built, you really kind of want to root more for Cincy, um, even though they didn't necessarily even try
1: that hard. You yeah, know, I, don't I know, think I or, agree with that. Or,
0: I don't know if they necessarily expected it to happen now, but they're the team that has kind of gone about it more traditionally, as opposed to sell everything, just buy it. By the championship, yeah, but, then,
1: but then the other coin, the other side of the coin there for Cincy is like, well, yeah, you. I mean, you sucked for how many years, and kind of uh, when a, a great quarterback fell into your lap. So I mean, there's a little bit of that too. True,
0: yeah, uh, but I would tend to want to root for Cincy more uh, than the Rams. That being said, I, I think there's two key things here, uh, and, and I'll ask the questions, and we can we can each give our answer. Two keys that I think will really determine how this game plays out uh the first is can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow I I think if Joe Burrow has time um the Bengals will be able to do a lot more things offensively because they have a running attack they've got the weapons if Burrow's not running for his life um they're gonna hang in if not be in a great position to win this game uh they'll be able to move the ball um I think they're gonna have issues doing that
1: I, Who's I just, blocking
0: Aaron? Donald, Aaron Donald. I, I, I. It could come down, and it maybe they don't even have to necessarily. It's like, can anybody gonna beat him one on one? No. Do you double him, or are you, you know, can the Bengals scheme it up enough to say, hey, this guy stays in and chips, and make sure, and all all those things you can do to mitigate a, a good front seven like that, or a good front four? Are the Bengals capable of that? You know, that comes back to coaching a little bit. So, what do you think, Christian? Can the Bengals protect, however they do it? Can they buy Joe Burrow time in this game?
1: I have my doubts. Um, You know, I I don't want. It's not. It's not apples to apples, but it's in my eyes. This is a lot like Tampa Bay. I mean, it's not a quarterback that's going to run around a ton. He can make plays if you let him, but Burrow's not going to be getting outside the pocket constantly like a Josh Allen, like a Mahomes. He's going to be stationary most of the time. Uh, he'll try to move around within the pocket, as IE Tom Brady would. And it's just a matter of, can he get the ball out quick? I think maybe with the weapons around him, it'll look a little bit better than maybe, say, Tampa did against the Rams in the first half. Um, I think they can keep it close. But I do have my doubts with the offensive line. Like, if they don't give him any time, it's going to be a rough day because he already got sacked nine times against Tennessee. And it's not like Tennessee is this – amazing defense it's not like you look over there and say well there's uh you know von miller aaron aaron donald they don't have that so the rams do and i think it could look a lot uh a lot like rams versus bucks uh and tennessee versus cincy uh kind of all mushed together you know that's kind of jumbled but ultimately that front is ridiculous so it's really going to come down to coaching, like you said. I think the coaching is going to be huge because they're going to have to get the ball out of Burrow's hands, which I'm not so sure he knows exactly yet. Uh, getting sacked nine times is a lot, is a lot, and that is a lot to get sacked and you take a beating. So you get hit a couple times, and who knows? I mean, he's a tough kid. He stayed in there, but um, it could be a long day if he doesn't get the ball out and they don't scheme in some type of way to get the ball out quick, run game, whatever you want to do, you cannot just stand there and take hits. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree with with all that.
0: I think it's going to be a struggle to protect Burrow. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not capable of making plays. That doesn't mean he's not capable of of, of avoiding the rush. And, I mean, we saw him, what he was able to do when the money was on the table against the Chiefs last week. Granted, Chiefs defense, totally. You know, that the Rams are a totally different beast um so um i do think that that's going to be a struggle even if you coach it up even if you say chip this guy double him on this play it, it, that's a lot of uh mental focus that's required and you could ski, you could do everything right and a guy like aaron donald is still gonna blow it up <laughs>
1: And by the way, they have Jalen Ramsey and other guys back in the backfield that can play too. So yes. it's not like that's any easy task. Either. Even
0: if you have time, are those they have veteran guys back there? Are they gonna bait Burrow into a throw? You know. Yeah,
1: I mean you wonder. Yeah.
0: You know, that's you know, that's that's a part of it too, is so far the stage has not been too big for Joe Burrow. Um we'll see how that plays out. Thing could be said for Matt Stafford. <laughs> I mean, I think I think in terms of, you know, the the moment being too big we don't know what to expect out of either of these quarterbacks
1: absolutely yeah
0: um which is which is interesting um i think the other side for and you this is what you alluded to Christian you know this is the rams game to lose we think they have the edge with their defense can the rams are they going to want to stay balanced? Is McVay going to want... He loves the running game. He lo- he wants to, do, to have everything predicated off yeah. of the running game and the fakes and get all the motions and play action and get it all going. The Bengals are pretty good against the run. Is McVeigh Go just going to stick with this? Or is he going to be, you know what, turn it loose. Forget balance. Forget trying to run into a brick wall and set up all these little things. Just let Matt Stafford chuck it. Is, is is McVay gonna do do the he wants to stay balanced, they want it. In a game like this, is he just gonna kinda be like, Well, my here's my plan or will they turn it loose and let Matt Stafford just huck it? Because I think if they just throw it, you have Cup who's gonna command a lot of attention, and if the Bengals are trying to commit to stop the run, now you've got guys, uh like the tight ends open and available for that short passing game and just you spread them out and just cut them up all the way down the field I don't know if McVeigh's going to commit to that I think he's going to want to be his his whole little balanced offense the whole way
1: yeah I mean that's that's another question mark on the Rams side for sure uh I think it's a little different just I mean you look at the past I mean has he gone away from his scheme not not too much but especially against the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl there with Goff. I think it's changed a little bit with Stafford because I think you have a little bit more room with Stafford than you do Goff, right? I don't think Stafford's going to make uh, a number of bad throws in a, and just go on a, an absolute horrendous run like Jared Goff potentially could back back when. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely a question mark. I mean, there's this game is interesting because, look, not a lot of people watch a lot of Rams games. Same with Cincy. It's not like everybody's sitting down every Sunday and watching these two teams. It's, you know, you're looking at the Kansas City's, the Buffalo's. So I don't think people understand how many ways this game could go. I mean, I really think the line, I was just trying to look at the line. It's it's basically four, four and a half at most places across the board in favor of Los Angeles, obviously. Um, and I think that's about right. I, I don't see... I think it's potentially, obviously, someone could blow up the other. But this game reads to me like it's going to be close in one way, shape, or form. Uh, whether that's going to be just all defense or whatnot, I have no idea. Uh, but I think it's going to be in the range of a touchdown. And and either one of these teams, I think, could puke on themselves. The coaching could be horrendous. Who knows? They could all just throw it. I mean, we've seen the Rams do it. We've seen CNC come back. So I think each team has a little bit of both. And it's just... It's kind of fascinating because it's too new. Kind of, it's new blood here in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. You can at least say, though, the Bengals are going to have no problem putting the whole game in Joe Burrow's hand. We legitimately wonder whether McVay wants to put the game in Stafford's hands. I think if they do, they'll win because the Bengals, I don't think defensively uh, will match up as well if they're just trying to spread it out and, and throw it all the time. Um, I think they would want the Rams to just stay and, hey, go ahead, try and run the ball on first and second down. Do it. Please do it. Don't three, throw on us uh, three downs at a time. Um, so that that that's one of those things where it's, again, it's more about the Rams than it is about the Bengals. Um, I think the, the Bengals are what they are. We, we, we know this. And I think we're going to get the same effort out of them that we've seen in all of their playoff games. What do the Rams do? Like you said, this matchup seems to be more more about the Rams what the Rams do or don't do than or you know, what we expect out of them, uh than
1: what the Bengals uh do or don't do. I have a hard time thinking that this is gonna be a high scoring game, though. I mean, you just look at it on paper, I don't think either team is gonna, you know, blow the other one out by forty and each team is gonna be in the thirties or something like that. Probably twenties. I mean it's just I have a hard time feeling like Cincinnati's gonna score a ton of points in this game, especially if they just kinda do what they do, rely on Burrow, have him stand there. And the same thing with the other way. If if McVeigh relies on his run, run pass, run, run, pass, run, pass, pass, or you know, up and down the field, just do the same thing, vanilla. Uh it's gonna be low scoring. I just
0: Yeah, I mean by and large, Super Bowls are pretty the blowout Super Bowl or the, the shootout Super Bowl doesn't happen all that often. The only the only way we've seen that happen is it's like the tale of two halves, right? Like Super Bowl um, thirty-eight, right? Patriots Panthers. You had an absolute rock fight for basically two and a half quarters, and then both teams were just so tired defensively that it turned into a track meet because the defenses were just gassed. Well, last um, year was a blowout. Last year, um, but again, thirty-one meltdown. Thirty-one nine, right? That's that's forty points. That's that probably hit the under, uh, given given what we were expecting. Odds are this is a game that is kind of played where most Super Bowls are played. It's in the mid twenties, somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere around there, um, mid to high high twenties. Um, what is the over under by the way for the game? Uh, you just had the spread. I'd
1: have to, I'd have to find it. I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll have to check that out. Uh, potentially, if we both pick this
0: game the same way, Christian, we may have to do it against the spread.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: To 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 make to make things interesting here, um, and we will when we pick later, because um, there's no picks, no more games next week. Um, we're gonna have to throw in some supplemental things here, which we'll, we'll get to later on uh, in the show. Here's your
1: over under Caesars, I think most places are pretty. Caesars Sportsbook, I think most places are pretty close. It's, it's, it's a four to four and a half favorite in favor of the Rams, and then your points are 48 and a half, and it's like right around that mark, forty eight and a half and to 50, somewhere in there.
0: That's right around that high 20s
1: to mid-20s point yeah. range
0: for each team, which is kind of what you get in a Super Bowl. So that's, that's a pretty reasonable number uh, for the over-under, for the point total. Um, what I do think, too um, – Everybody generally overlooks this one facet of the game. Um, But in games like this, it's going to matter a whole bunch. Um, The kicking game. Special teams. uh, Both of these kickers. uh, The game could very well come down to a field goal. Look how many games did in this playoff run. Uh, And in a year where we looked at, hey, there's no one dominant team. uh, It was the teams with the better kickers that... Uh, kind of moved along here uh, and pff, McPherson uh, I'd say on the list of like reasons why the Bengals are in the Super Bowl you go Joe Burrow one McPherson two <laughs> mm-hmm. um, obviously you want to put Jamar Chase in there too, but that comes down back again to Burrow uh, and you had a field goal kicker who was perfect you needed all of those kicks to get there and he made all of them and so I think you're going to need a similar type effort. Um, those points are going to matter. You know, we how many times have we seen a team at the end of Kansas City kick a field goal at the end of the first half instead of trying to go for it and rub it in? Right. Guess what? Those three points would have mattered. You would be playing in the Super Bowl right now instead of having to just make a kick to go to overtime, which you then lost in. So I think both of the kickers in those types of situations, hey – these three points—a stalled drive in the first half, uh, a stalled drive in the third quarter—maybe you're down, da- you're down, you're down seventeen. Oh, let's go for it because we want it. No, t- take the points, make it a two. The kickers are going to be really, really important in this game, and we wouldn't be surprised if this comes down to a last-second field goal.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, I think kicking is uh, and and special teams both. I think are a factor every week now. I mean, it's just. It seems like it always comes down to something like that—a missed field goal, uh, a punt that's muffed, something like that—that that always changes one of the outcomes of these games. Um, Super Bowl may be a little different, but I think the, the the pressure is there for something like that to happen. Doink City, maybe? Who knows? Maybe we get a nice doink. I wonder what the uh, what the a favorite is or what the odds are on on a doink. Prop bets um, on a
0: doink. Yeah, gotta look at that up. Prop bet, prop yeah. uh, line on a doink field goal in the
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm taking it. I think a doink is coming. um It, it is LA outside. I don't even know. Is the How stadium d- there outside. No,
0: it's the it's one of those like open. It's a oh, open well, air. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SoFi's got it. Which was when that when the Raiders played the Chargers there. There was the whole thing. There was lightning, and they had to like oh, yeah, wait. They had to stop it.
1: That's right. Because it, yeah. it
0: was like why it's covered and like, well technically it's an open-air stadium because there's that end over there which is really cool part of the design and but it yeah. still kind of made no sense it was like but we have to wait for weather <laughs> I
1: thought we were immune to this so um, i wonder i mean kick, kickers should have a nice day in there but it uh, should be ideal conditions know.
0: you never There happens to be a windstorm that day, and the winds are blowing directly in that end of the stadium.
1: (laughs) I don't put past the football gods to give us the doink that we so desire. Um, Colin in the
0: comment section. As crazy as it seems for L.A. to seemingly destroy their draft capital, it's an understandable strategy. Both L.A. teams have a fan base that is kind of uninvolved for the Rams or non-existent for the Chargers. Trying to establish a Super Bowl win post-move ASAP is a good way to try to establish a fan base that will actually engage and show up to the game slash buy jerseys uh, with S uh, dollar sign in the middle there. The Chargers are in a position financially to spend next year too. Yeah, I mean, that's the like, let's look outside of the game and say, what is the priority? Win, 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 win. We need to get people in seats. We need to get people involved. I don't care about cap jail. Nobody cares. If we're going to pay people, we're going to pay people. Just, just please, please win. That's... That's totally plausible. And the exact opposite applies to the Bengals, who, as you said, Christian, have what? Essentially tanked for 30 years, Uh, even when they had teams that were good. uh, Very little investment from ownership. Uh, I do wonder, obviously, Bengals fans are, are over the moon right now with the fact that they're there. And I think you have to hope, if you're Cincinnati, please God win this Super Bowl so that at least you have that. Because I think either way, win or lose, nothing's going to change. I, I think if you win the Super Bowl, I don't think ownership is suddenly going to be like, let's go for two. Let's pour it in. Let's start a dynasty. No, they're going to rest on the laurels of a Super Bowl for another 30 years. Yeah. And um, if they lose, it's like, huh, oh, too bad. Like, I, I don't think the odds, we'll talk about this post-Super Bowl a little bit more, depending upon how it goes down and what happens. Uh. Odds of the Ram or the of the Bengals? Odds of the Bengals even getting back to this spot? <sighs> I think are small. Joe Burrow's great. Yeah. How lucky are you going to be in the following years if they don't really
1: continue to put proper pieces around him or invest in the team? Especially um, it's. I guess I can't really say that, but Buffalo's on the other side as opposed to Kansas City. I think their defense is a little bit better in Buffalo, and. Well, maybe hey, you look at who the
0: other rising teams are. Um obviously, Kansas City is already an established team. Buffalo's going to be
1: a problem um who knows I think what the a f c in total is just it, it i think any of the top five teams could get to the Super Bowl in the next three years you know it's just it feels like it 's shaking out that way
0: yeah uh Con also says i 'm really happy about the matchup, but i 'll be disappointed if it 's not a shootout. yeah, if we get another uh ten to three or thirteen to three game it 's three three for for most of it. Um, only the teams that are involved, only the, their fans are the only ones who will will watch it. He also says, Hey man, a hundred K per loss is tough for some people, especially in the Bengals organization for the last 30 years to turn down. Yeah. We can talk about that whole mess a little bit more later on the, uh, Brian Flores and all the, uh, not pay to play, pay to lose, uh, stuff going on down in, uh, Miami, Uh, That is kind of, in general, the biggest things we see as far as how is this game going to play out? What's most important? Can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? And how much do the Rams put the game in Matt Stafford's hands? How much trust? 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 Trust. How much trust do they have? How much trust do they have in Matt Stafford? Uh, How much trust the Rams have in Matt Stafford? Uh, And then special teams. Kickers are going to be important, and so whose special teams has the better day? Uh, with that all given, we will do some more supplementally fun-type picks around this game uh, at the end when we normally do picks, but right now, since we're discussing it before we move on to other things, who wins and why, Christian, the Super
1: Bowl? Oh, jeez, you're hitting me with that now.
0: Got to do it now. Jeez.
1: That's the segment. Uh, all right. I'm going Rams. Um... I just feel like they're they're kind of this is kind of what they're building for. I mean, not that since he's not, but I just think since he's maybe a year or two early on this. Um and and the Rams are in just full win now mode. Stafford gets his first Super Bowl and uh rides off into another year. Not the sunset yet, but uh I think yeah, I think you put Stafford with McVay, you get all those defensive guys, you bring Von Miller in, um I like the Rams. Why defense, defensive, (laughs) defensive capability? Uh, I mean, just similar to what we already said. I mean, I just think on on both sides of the ball, um, I think they should be a little bit better on paper. They should win. And my confidence is not super high, nor do I have like a super high rooting interest. Uh, But hey, I'm going to eat some good food and drink beer. So whatever.
0: I agree with a lot of that. Uh, I think that the Bengals are going to struggle to protect Burrow, and that it's been—they found ways to win all these games. When either they've played ugly and found a way to win, or whether they have to turn it on in the second half, like they did last week, it has been storybook. Uh, and and Joe Burrow's like very quick dis- quick ascension here uh, has been impressive. Mm. This day is—it's not his day yet. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know what'll happen. You know, we see what happens to teams that lose Super Bowls. They usually crumble. Uh, the only team that has lost a Super Bowl and then has managed to pick themselves up and get back and stay competitive um, the next year or in the following years and return to a Super Bowl has been Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That's, that, that's the only combo that has lost a Super Bowl and then even made the playoffs the next year and done something. Um and l- let alone return to the Super Bowl. Yes, the Seahawks made the playoffs again. Yes, the Falcons found a way to like make the playoffs again. They haven't gotten back to a Super Bowl. And those teams, while that was happening, ugh, started to fall apart. The Broncos lost Peyton Manning. Obviously they were gonna fall apart. Uh the Eagles, that was a like that was one of these David and Goliath type runs. Uh they they weren't built for sustained success and obviously fell apart. Uh I mean, we can keep we can go all the way back. The Steelers lose the Super Bowl to Aaron Rodgers. Yes, they've made the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger kept them sustained success. They never got back. And in fact, that year after losing that Super Bowl, they like really fell apart again. Mm-hmm. Teams that lose Super Bowls, it's just not good.
1: Uh um, Wilson
0: and the Seahawks. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you said that one. I mentioned that one once again. Host, host Christian, you're zero for two now. on when the hosts 8. aren't listening, hey, um, it's late. It's late. Sure. Um, but <laughs> I would have been not paying attention that much if we did this show last night. Uh, you get, would have got you would have got me like ten times.
1: Getting the scope of the sports world, you know, stuff catch catches my eye.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's just not good. Uh, I don't think the Bengals are going to win this game. And I worry what that's going to do. It's why I want to root for them. Because I want Joe Burrow seed and do well. Um, but I just don't think they match up well with that defense. I do think that given the fact that they're going to have to throw the ball more. Uh, putting the game in Matt Stafford's hands. It's like we've talked about it. This is his time. It's a chance to kind of really release himself from the shackles of being a Detroit Lion. Uh, and that he he deserved, that he deserves his place uh, with this generation's top quarterbacks. Um, so I just think it's going to be tough. I do think it's going to be a close game. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I like the Rams by a field goal to win this game. Um, but as we always allow, once the game happens, we, we leave wiggle room here for both teams to collectively puke on themselves. Um, I have concerns about McVeigh. you know, wanna run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Uh, But I'm going to lean with the veteran quarterback, a team that's already been there, a team that has all the talent and has more talent on defense. They get guys that are just going to make a mess of things for the Bengals, and that's going to make things tough on a a second-year quarterback
1: in a Super Bowl. Hey, coach, that has been there, too. Coach
0: to spend there too. Did he learn
1: something? I don't know.
0: Um, I'm I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean Rams, uh, because of you know all the things you said. Uh, You're welcome. And yeah, we're, we're kind of in agreement, which means that when we get later to picks, uh, we'll have to add in a uh, what did we say the spread was four and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I, I like. I will take the Bengals with the points, so uh, Rams to win. Uh, but Cincy to cover. How say you Mr. Christian?
1: Uh I like the Rams. Minus four and a half.
0: So Rams, Rams all the way. Ram, 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 Ram.
1: It's a touchdown game.
0: Cool beans. Now, uh we'll have to think about this for when we do things later. I right, we'll take a peek. Because I believe that you have a marginal, a marginal lead, I believe. I do. Uh, so I'll have to... As
1: expected, just like we drew it up.
0: Just like you drew it up. Uh, so I'll have to pull up our our pick sheet here. Uh, do-do-do-do. Come on. The internet should be a fast thing you would expect in today's day
1: and age. Get your hamster running.
0: Alright, yeah, you took the five points last week, so you are up 166 to 161. So, uh... How many points strictly on the game itself uh, we put five points on conference championship how many points do we want to put on the game itself? You gotta double it since we're picking the spread so this is worth 10 The big ten the big 10 so that puts that puts everything in play. Uh, any additional bets that we may come up with later on in the show for fun uh, one point a piece on those I think fair. Yeah, that's, that seems about right. That way, that will, we'll come up with a few. So one
1: one point for additional. Additional supplemental bets will be one point, sir. You bet the uh, bills aren't going to be there. We could get a Bildo de- uh, bet.
0: <laughs> a Bildo bet? Got
1: a Bildo bet. A Dildo bet. It only took... No, it's the Buffalo Bildo. Uh, okay. That's what people say. I mean, it, look, there's always a bet on it, especially when the Bills are involved. Anyways.
0: Um, Just saying. So, that is – we will we will restate our pick and why later on at the show um, when we do all the fun stuff. But that is, that is how we see things breaking down here uh, for Super Bowl 56. Uh, before we transition to NBA trade deadline rumors and news and a couple of the other leftover points – uh, from the week, uh, we are going to turn to hot and not.
1: It's time for hot. Hot. You want to talk about hot? Hot? Please stop doing that. Doing what? Continue. Good. And not. God, is he a moron? Oh my god, he doesn't shut up.
0: It's so stupid. Stupid decisions. Dum dums. The naughtiest knot of the year.
1: Oof. Tuck fest. Tuck sauce. On the three hundred and sixty sports show.
0: All right, hot and not are up and down, the good and the bad, sometimes the ugly. Uh, we are going to start, Christian. Uh, with you. Go for it.
1: Were we starting hot or not? Let's start with the hot. Ah, Always start yeah. with the hot. Uh, I'm gonna just even though I didn't really watch it through and through, I'm just gonna go with uh Trevor Zegers and his uh, ridiculous um, blindfolded. Skills competition goal. Let me see if I can find this clip. Here it is. I
0: think you sent the clip to me, so I, I can I can
1: pull oh, it up here. Um, But, yeah, just, just ridiculous. I think he ended up losing. I didn't even catch the end of it because it was in and out, but um, still ridiculous. And the, this is the same guy that everybody is, like, super angry with, that he's, like, changing the game and putting the puck on his stick and using it as, like, lacrosse style. And th- But he's just ridiculous. He, it, it's insane what he can do. All right, let's see. Let's see this here. Oh, honors dodgeball. <laughs> I mean, they, you already win right there.
0: Let's let's see if we can skip ahead. Ah, a lot of talk, talk, talk. Blindfolded. Oh, we're bringing out a whole bunch of ducks.
1: <laughs> see if they slow it down because it's just it is ridiculous. Let's see. There's got to be a there's got to be a point where they show it down here.
0: Okay, yeah, here we go. Right after this. Back after this. Blindfolded. That is... That's absurd. That (laughs) is absolutely absurd. We'll have to tweet this out uh, for the podcast listeners. But if you're watching that live... I mean, look at that. How is that even... That that almost defies physics. I know,
1: it's insane. Is there glue on the stick? I mean, hold on. Let's run that back again. Maybe the tape is backwards? I mean... He's
0: just got it. I mean, I hey, I mean it's just that move right there is the toughest one where he's stopping and coming yeah. back the other way. The fact that, that puck stays in the blade of the stick there. Not to mention yeah, he's blindfolded and he's got people hucking dodgeballs at him.
1: Now keep oh. in mind this kid has done incredible stuff in game too. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to do something like that.
0: Yeah, take the blindfold off. yeah he
1: starts doing that he starts playing games blindfolded now that's now we're talking
0: now we're talking that's the next challenge uh my hot for the week uh honestly this is a hot that i could have brought up a few weeks ago uh and but i knew i had the feeling more was to come uh and it has uh if you haven't been paying attention in college basketball on the women's side to caitlin clark you have been missing out so she's a sophomore this is a sophomore from Iowa. She has already this year. She's breaking basketball for uh, on for just her conference uh, for the Big Ten for Division One women's basketball and now basketball as a whole. Um, so she's only a sophomore. She already earlier this year early on eclipsed a thousand points. She's done that in the fewest games uh, played in a, in a career on the women's side, aside from Deladon. Um, So she's already a 1,000-point scorer. Um, She dropped back-to-back 30-point triple-doubles earlier, uh, later in um, January. Uh, And so here's a stat. Uh, She... (laughs) Back-to-back 30-point triple-doubles in the NBA, WNBA, and Division I men's and women's basketball since 2000. So these are... Players at all levels of basketball, men's and women's, who have dropped back-to-back 30-point triple-doubles. In the many last people, 20 years. In the last 21 Jeez. years. How many people do you think there are, Christian? That have done it? That have done it. Three? Okay. There's more. There's seven. Here's the list. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Caitlin Clark.
1: <laughs> pretty good company.
0: That is pretty good company. <laughs> Those, that's it. Across all levels. That's it. Men's and women's. Uh, that's to, to accomplish that. Two nights ago, in a loss, granted, um, she dropped 46 points and 10 assists while playing all 40 minutes. In the last 15 years, the only other NBA, WNBA, or Division I men's and women's basketball player to have 45 or more points and 10 or more assists while playing the entire game, there is only one person to have done that. And that's Kevin Durant.
1: And now oh, Caitlin boy. Clark. That's, that's, again, pretty good company.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, I mean, she was pulling Steph Curry-like stuff in that game uh, two nights ago pulling up from half court. They were like triple teaming her, trying to trap her in the backcourt. She's just dribbling around people and then heaving from midcourt and, and, and cashing it. Um, so if you haven't been paying attention, uh, absolutely on fire this whole year and will continue to be. Uh, only a sophomore, Caitlin Clark. So it's going to be crazy to see how much she accomplishes in her collegiate career and what will guaranteed one day be a WNBA career. Um, so it- Caitlin Clark... on the hot list for this week um and and could be could have been weeks ago and i'm sure it will continue to be um but uh just unbelievable unbelievable so wanted to bring our attention to her so uh christian now the other side of the coin the
1: knots this is my favorite part Uh I um I went with just all star games in general. I I cannot be more bored of all star (laughs) games. I'm not kidding. I think they're so useless in every sport. Now the skills competition, you got me hooked. The actual game, flag football, hockey is three on three with a bunch of divisions. You have Drysidel and McDavid playing together still in the All-Star game. Like you want to see other guys play with these guys, right? Uh and then, I mean, don't even get me started on Major League Baseball—that they're in a the lockout. And uh, what am I forgetting? NBA, useless. I mean, it's been okay the last few years, and just okay. The skills competition in all four, uh, just major sports, perfect. Give me more of that as opposed to the All Star Game. I think the All Star Games just suck overall. I think it's it's a nice honor for the the players but it's really it's just not it's just not an entertaining product in my opinion i just lose interest almost immediately outside of the skills competition stuff i'd
0: agree i mean i think the only sport that like watching guys play it at a pickup type style it's basketball i mean because because it, i mean it, it it's it's a sport that can be played casually for fun um what makes hockey exciting is when it's played at the highest possible level, uh, and that requires both the physicality and the skill side of it. And so, for a sport that has that balance, you take one whole aspect out of it. What are we watching? It. it what, what's the product here? Same with football. Like, it's no longer this big in football for the Pro Bowl. One, no longer always in Hawaii, so it's not even like it's this tradition anymore. It's not, um, there's no real, it's not this big accomplishment. I mean, guys now make, we said this no. last week, you make so much money. Now you could take a vacation to Hawaii anytime you want. If you're an NFL player, it's no longer this like, Oh my God, I got voted to the pro bowl. Like, Hey, it's just amazing. We get a free trip to Hawaii. Um, and Hey, an extra a chance to earn an extra, like 50 or hundred K like that's a big deal. Um, it, it really isn't anymore. Yeah. Uh and so to have this just kind of watered down, you see guys like not trying to really tackle or go have speed. It's two hand touch. No, nobody wants to hurt themselves. Two hand just touching here. Ugh, what are we doing? That's not nobody wants to see that. That's just not football. Um just named them to the team and have all the like you said, the skills competitions. Uh dumb, 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 dumb. I agree. Bad. Bad products all the way around. NBA only one that you could kind of get down with, because it's like, hey, I want to see LeBron throw an alley oop to
1: Giannis. You know, Even that, cool. If, I envy you if you can sit through the whole game, though. I, I just I can't do it.
0: I do. I mean, the new way they end them is interesting. It does create a little bit more. They they've at least changed it to acknowledge that something needed
1: to be done. You're a right? basketball fan, though. More more than I am, as opposed to. You know, watching games. be, I, Look, I'm a fan of the NBA, but like the All Star game just doesn't do it for me. No, know. and it doesn't for. for, for I would say three the point, vast majority of people three point and stuff like that. You look around these four sports just to finish my thought or fi- wrap this up is the four major sports you're looking at. These skill competitions are all good. I mean, they're all at least somewhat entertaining, more so than the actual games themselves. Three point contest, dunk contest. Uh Even that's not what it was. But you got your boy Obi Toppin in this year. Um, and then, um, you know, things like Trevor egress doing that in the skills competition, it's hardest slap shot, things like that. Uh, it's just, it's just much more entertaining.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did love it. Made me think about it when somebody broke to Dano Char's slap shot record. And then he was just like, well, I guess I got to come back next year. And he's just like, I will, he didn't, he probably never even tried as hard as he could. He just like knew oh, he, he could just incrementally like what's the record. Okay. Boom. One mile yeah. per hour higher. Yeah. see you guys in a few years when somebody touches this yep
1: <laughs> I will hold this record for life
0: um so uh my knot of the week uh was is became very easy after the pro Bowl um Alvin Kamara yikes basically he is charged with assault him and some buddies I guess just beat up a dude in a bar in a nightclub in Las Vegas. Oh, and, uh, for no, from what I've seen reported, no reason. Uh, the, the person neither struck nor I guess really had, uh, any sort of serious interaction with Kamara. I, I ha- I don't know what his defense will be. Uh, but he's going to have to mount a defense, uh, because he is charged with this potentially if found guilty one to five years in prison. Um, what do you mean? You can't just go around beating people up like you can't just knock people unconscious. Yeah. Now, hey, I, there's the thing. I, I can't imagine. This is the this is the type of thing where I don't think this is just. This is not like a civil suit. This is not something where this guy can just be like, you know, hey, you know, I'm I, I'm suing you, and hey, you settle, and like they're seeking criminal charges.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't just buy your way out of that. Um, so it's not good, not good for him. Uh, Sean Payton looks smart as heck for deciding to get out of there. Um, cause Alvin Kamara was the only good thing left on that roster, basically. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, as of right now, I don't think the saints have taken any sort of action. Uh, they're probably going to give it a little bit and see how this thing plays
1: out. It depends um, on who you ask about the saints. Uh, you know, who's the last. Star on that team, just real quick, because the Patriots didn't cover him. So maybe he's not.
0: <laughs> maybe. Uh, but just not good.
1: Not good for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I mean, especially if there's no reason. That's the dumbest thing of all. It's yeah. not like he was defending himself or something like that. Some drunk person was like, hey, an NFL star, let me go make a, a mockery of myself. Nope. It was just, you know what? An I'm unprovoked attack. You. I have a bunch of guys with me. Let's just. Uh, that guy, yeah. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure we'll find out more details in the coming weeks. But
0: for now, on the not list, anybody anybody that flushes away uh, a career in which you get to play a game and make millions and millions of dollars, just never good, never never good. Uh, so he goes to the not list. Um, the other biggest thing, Christian, uh, as we move on here now, uh, NBA trade deadline two days away. Recording here on a Tuesday. Trade deadline is on Thursday, February ten. Uh, lots of rumors, lots of big things. We've already had one big deal go down: uh, CJ McCollum out of Portland. Uh, big it's, deals, right? It seems like they've been all in on Damian Lillard now, wanting to keep him around. Uh, and then the other big one is, uh, which is basically turned into a game of chicken now, uh, which is. Uh, a Ben Simmons, James Harden swap uh, with the
1: Kings as well, right? Who
0: knows? Uh, Oh yeah. And we'll, we'll get into the Kings ones too. That they, what a dumpster fire. The Kings are. Um, If you want to pull, if you want to pull up what that trade was, that, that also happened later today. The big story out of that is them getting rid of Tyrese Halliburton. Um, And uh, evidently there's supposed to be some other shoe to drop. Maybe they find a way to, to move on from Fox. I, I, I don't know. Um, but what an absolute dumpster fight. I mean, Matt Murphy, our draft and cap uh, analyst, came on the show last year around this time and said, what do the Kings do? Are they smart? And did they say, hey, we've got some young guys. Let's like move on from Harrison Barnes and let's be selling to build for the future. Instead, they like bought on guys and then they lost guys in free agency. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the play in last year. And now it's even more being blown up. Uh, if you're a Kings fan, which they do exist, there are Kings fans. Um sure, yeah. I feel real bad for you today because now I think you're going to be in that constant, perpetual state of squalor, which is not where you want to be. I'll tell you what. I NBA. already
1: read some stuff that. Well, you know, yes, they had to get re- rid of Halberton, but Sabonis is coming back, so that's something to kind of. And I'm just Sabonis is a different player. He's not as young as Halberton, so let's not. Does not make make this out to be like the Kings won this deal or it's even in trade. Not really. I mean, just, just the full lot of it. The Pacers uh, are sending Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, 2027, 20, second round pick, and Sabonis for Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson. I didn't even know he was still playing this year, and Halburton. So I think you have a pretty clear winner in that. But the Pacers. That's just my opinion. I mean, you got Buddy Heald and Halliburton. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. That's a win for the Pacers.
0: That's a win for the Pacers. Um... And the initial tweet from uh, Woj, it had Jeremy Lamb listed twice. I saw that,
1: yeah, Lamb and Lamb, yeah. <laughs> is this is this a new, like, cap-like thing? You know, a little un- unexploited rule? Hey, you can double-trade a player. We split them down the middle, and we're going to trade half a salary here and half a salary there. <laughs>
0: yeah, wouldn't it be surprised. The way the NBA... Yeah, the NBA, know. like, trade rules and cap is probably longer than the uh, United States tax code. Uh, and just about as easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was funny, um, but those were the two. Those are the two biggest trades that have happened so far: the McCollum trade, uh, and then the, the Halliburton trade. That's that's what we'll call them. Um, but then there's this Simmons Harden situation, uh, which basically seems like it's a big giant game of chicken, uh, and everybody's tweeting up a million different scenarios. And there's a four team trade, and there's a five team trade. Usually, at the end of the day, those things boil back down to how can two teams just get the deal done between each other? Um do you think that a Simmons and Harden swap uh really does anything for either side? Who who wins more uh if a deal like that actually does happen? Sixers are saying they're willing to just hold out till the summer. Um but I think they'd be smart to just move Simmons
1: now. They should just get, get rid of him while they can. Yeah, uh, I think does either I, team really win that deal, though? I think, uh, honestly, I think the Nets kind of win that because I think Hardman is probably gone after this year anyway. So you might as well get something. And, look, it, it's a depressed asset, obviously, in Simmons. But if he's on the floor and his head screwed on, I mean, he's still a, a relatively talented young player in the league. So, and especially when you have Kevin Durant on your team, you're in a pretty good position already. Um now look, without Durant it doesn't matter no matter what. But I think ultimately the Sixers have had their hand in the in the Harden basket I think for like 5 years I feel like going back now. This is like the Celtics are going to make a big trade every year. It's like one of those uh one of those flash in the pan rumors that never happens. But I think Harden's done with the Nets uh after the season anyway. So if if I'm Brooklyn I'm trying to do something. The Sixers don't have to do anything. I mean, at this point it is what it is. Now if they get Harden I don't know if that, I don't know how much it changes. I mean, I still think you have Tobias Harris on that team. You still have Embiid, obviously, but I don't know. Harden to me is not like, he's not like a game changing point guard in terms of, he's not going to do everything. Would I take him? Yeah, because of the talent. But um, if I'm the Sixers, obviously you try to get as many good players as you can. I just think a guy's going to have to go out, and I think that's probably Tobias Harris. But I like my team more if it is Harden. As opposed to a guy's not playing, yeah, um, I definitely think it would open up this
0: little window here for the Sixers. Uh, it would it would kind of if Harden's healthy, um, would would I think give them a better shot. Um, basically, it's an admission if he if the Nets, who by the way have started out tonight against the Celtics, down twenty eight to two.
1: Yeah, not ideal.
0: Uh, <laughs> Now I don't think I don't think Durant's not playing and Harden's not playing, correct?
1: Neither is Kyrie and, and or, or Kyrie. Uh, what is the do you know the Kyrie situation? Is he hurt or something? Because uh, this is is he, is he not allowed to play at home still? Is that yes? Okay. Uh, uh, to my point, trading Harden,
0: even though I think we're all willing to say it already, admits and will say that that whole experiment failed. Trading all the guys they traded to get him just a year ago. Like, a little over a year ago. (laughs) Failure. Abject failure. I mean, you went all in to have those three guys win you a championship. And it can work. We'll find a way to make it work with Kyrie and Katie and Harden. We all said it was probably going to be tough. There's only one basketball. You trade Harden. I know injury has played a factor into it, but... It's not working and it never, right. it never was going to work. And I, I don't think if they stayed, it would, would work anyways. Um, <laughs> Con in the comment section. We'll just show that on screen for the live viewers there. Kyrie hurt in the brain. Um, that's up for debate. I'm not a mental health professional, so I will not state that as fact. True. Nor okay. am I a medical professional to diagnose such things. Uh, but you as a commenter on a sports talk show are more than you're qualified to make those statements Colin. So we will show your statement uh and not comment to its validity. Um but yeah, uh failure for the Nets, right? If they trade Harden, it's you know doesn't matter even if they find a way to win it this year, the Harden experiment was a failure. Well, if they win this year, no,
1: I mean, you can't say it's a failure.
0: No, even if – I'm saying if they trade him and get Ben Simmons oh, oh, and then I win,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. the Harden yeah, yeah, experience yeah. of failure. I, I thought you meant if, if Harden stays and they win a championship. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's success. Um, that's, what you're hope, that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, you Portland, wanted to he, win one. There's some level of failure, especially when you got rid of two good young players in Levert and uh, – Not three. Don't forget about Jared Allen. Allen. Jared Allen. Who's the other two?
0: You got Karis Levert. You yeah. got Spencer Dinwiddie, And you got
1: Jared yeah, well. Allen. Yeah, but Spencer Dinwiddie's not a y- good young player. He's like a no. pretty seasoned vet now. True. Fine. Okay. Semantics. Yeah. Carry on. I I win. That's what I got out of that. I win. No, but I, I would say, yeah, there is some level of failure there if you're the Nets, obviously. And also the Kyrie experiment. I mean, look, nobody saw a pandemic and all this other stuff. So who knows if he's playing in these games? Are they better? Probably. Are they that much better? Probably not. So. I don't know, the whole, the whole Nets experience has not been what, uh, what it was made out to be by uh, Kyrie and Durant coming together and joining forces.
0: Yeah. Um. You mentioned this to me earlier, Christian. Uh, obviously, uh, the Celtics every year seem to be uh, on the wheel uh, and part of all these big trades or possible trades. You texted me. That Brad Stevens is Danny Ainge 2.0. Obviously, two days till the deadline. um, But explain why you feel like Danny Ainge is Brad. Well, Brad Stevens is Danny Ainge 2.0. Because I don't agree. But I'll let you.
1: Oh, wow. I'm shocked. Uh, I think think that until I see a deal go down, it's the same old story with the Celtics. They're in on just about everybody that's out there. They want to make a move. They got people on the trading block, Grant Williams, Josh Richardson, all these guys. They're willing to, they have willing trade partners. They're looking to make a deal and then they don't make a deal. So, I mean, this is a year that they could make deals because they have a contract that's easily movable in Dennis Schroeder. Obviously, Smart is where he is. And same with Rob Williams. If they want to, if you're on a run here, you're not going to trade everybody off. I I think everybody's getting a little bit ahead of themselves in, in these trades in terms of. Josh Richardson right now is not a guy I would trade if I'm the Celtics. I don't know why you do that. Maybe money, but I I don't think he makes that much. So And, he, and he's a guy that helps you if you're going to be in the conversation for playoffs. But, um, yeah, I just think it's the same old story so far. I haven't seen any deals come across. There's going to be deals over the next couple of days. But this is going to be like lead up to something big up to the mountain. The peak, here comes Brad Stevens, and then there's like an avalanche and everything falls through and they do like – uh, the Celtics have traded Ennis Cantor for uh, uh, Joe Schmo off the bench of the main Red Claws and uh, the Nets are in a three-team deal with Bob Burton and all this other crap that nobody cares about. For a trade exception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think given
0: how this year is going and given the deal they already did uh, to get uh, Bol Bol, uh, I <sighs> I think that given the moves they've already made, what Brad Stevens has kind of shown is that they're treating this year, I think they're going to let some things play out. They're maneuvering to just not have to be in the luxury tax. Um, So I don't expect any big, big moves. Uh, I don't think we're going to get any earth-shattering moves in season here. I think the way they've been playing recently, for better or worse, is convincing them to keep Marcus Smart, to keep uh, Rob Williams, um Richardson, I think, could go either way. Dennis Schroeder has to be traded. Like you you need to do that. You're not re-signing him. Would you trade him to the Milwaukee Bucks? I think if if a deal's done, I think you're gonna see something like that. I think you see him. I mean the trade is him for like Dante DiVincenzo and yeah, and some other and like swaps of picks and things like that. Um evidently the Bucks want Grant Williams, who the Celtics are really high on. Now Does Grant Williams, does, obviously, I think Dennis Schroeder, you could just straight up not have Dennis Schroeder for nothing, and I think the Celtics are fine. I I think because you've got Smart, and you've got Peyton Pritchard, who I think should be getting more minutes, and you've got Tatum who can handle the ball, Brown can handle the ball. I don't worry about, and hey, guess what? God forbid you need an extra point guard. You know who's sitting around that would love to play for cheap money to be a backup point guard on this team? Isaiah Thomas. So, if you want your break glass in case of emergency, second point guard, third point guard to the be on the bench, killed. you're hanging on to this as like, I'm just, I'm just saying that's a guy that like is legit. But you could go find a point guard. You just
1: want somebody to come in and run the point. You could go if, if you're getting rid of Schroeder, you're looking for a scorer, not hey, a point guard.
0: I'm saying for the people who say if you trade Schroeder, uh, trade him, and mm-hmm. say you bring back in that shooter. Well, now, what do you do about your point guard depth?
1: You, oh, you, yeah, no, you no, can I'm go get somebody. There's going to well, be... You also have, like you just mentioned, but uh, I feel comfortable with Tatum handling the ball as much as Smart handling the ball. Same with Pritchard. It's not like Pritchard's, just, you know, he can't handle the ball at all when he comes in the game. No, I think he's pretty good, so... Yeah,
0: so I, I, I definitely think that Schroeder gets moved for a shooter. Schroeder for a shooter. How about that? Um, and do the Celtics say, hey... No Schroeder and no Grant Williams, but plus a shooter makes us better. I don't know how much they're trying to like get better this year as opposed to just
1: But if you have be a, ready a, for the off season. Shooter and Schroeder, do you really need a shooter for Schroeder?
0: <laughs> but I don't think we have a shooter. I'm suspect of a shooter and shooter, so we need a shooter for Schroeder. For sure. <laughs> okay.
1: The, we needed the for sure there definitely that that really ended things that was good
0: uh goodness um i i don't think I don't think that Brad is Danny 2.0. I think he's taking a bit more of a longer view um with the assets that he has um I just don't think the team's worth like really selling on and I think you're better off if you're gonna go after somebody big it's gonna happen in June and July not right now um if they were if they hadn't gone on this little run here, because uh, they, what, one Five in a row now? S- five in a row. Um, they're they're playing much better. They've turned some sort of a corner. If it was still like... Which they're more than capable of now losing five in a row. But I think at this exact moment in time, I think they're going to be willing to just play it out. Play it out and, and see how it goes. Um, so... Uh, now, if for some whacked out reason, they don't trade Schroeder. They're just like, nope. Unless we get exactly what we want, we're not doing a deal, which hasn't been Brad's MO so far. He's been willing to just, like, give up a little bit more to get something. Or, hey, I know I have to give something because I just want to get rid of Kemba Walker. Um, that's more than—that that would surprise me. I think he's been shown he's been more than willing to play the game and understands uh, he's got to give something to get something. Um, but big things will come in the offseason. Uh and we'll we'll keep it. I mean so far nothing has broken to my knowledge. I've I've been refreshing the, the Twitter sphere. No. Uh no other big news. Most likely we will log off for the evening and that is when some major trade will go down. Uh Damian but and
1: as- Lillard will be off to somewhere like the Clippers or the Lakers or Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh but as of right now, uh nothing big uh has broken. Uh I did want to bring up quick question. God can't talk tonight. Maybe I need a sip of water. Uh, you know, we've, we usually the, the the Twitch comments. You know, get in here and say, "Hey, stay hydrated." You're right.
1: Leave it <sighs> to the Twitchers. They they have not been here recently, so that's why you're not drinking enough water.
0: This 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 drink is for the Twitchers. Amen. Cheers. Um. Tom Brady, and we don't need to go down the Brady what did he mean by his statements and this and that, and ugh, trying to... We, we did that whole rabbit hole last week. But on his podcast again this week, uh, he was asked about the scenario of, hey, what happens come July, August? You get the itch to play, maybe an injury happens, somebody wants you back, or you decide you just want to, You know, the Bucks need you, or would you unretire? And instead of saying, no, I've made my decision, I'm at peace with it, I'm done... This 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 the book is closed. He said, Well, you can never say never. Which for Brady is tantamount to the way he usually goes about things. That is tantamount to saying Yes. <laughs> um Does the needle move here for you, Christian, after those comments of Hey, you know what? It's it's now what did we say? Five percent last week? Of of him pulling a Brett Favre, yeah. has that percentage changed for you?
1: Mm, not much. I don't know. I, I does he want to play in Tampa? Does he not want to play in Tampa? Maybe that's the hangup. Maybe that's where his mind is at. If they trade his rights, will he come back? Maybe, but I still have my doubts. I think maybe uh, fifteen percent.
0: I'd say now because I think what what these what it what's going on. I'm not saying it's. More likely than not, Um, but clearly he he soured on Tampa, like that he can win a championship, that he can that he will have the pieces around him to play at a high level. He already went; he didn't want to stick around in New England and like try and teach guys how to play football and deal with a whole bunch of rookie and second year guys who weren't going to be in the right spots uh, when he's trying to win more rings in the twilight of his career. Uh, You know, I don't think he's going to want to just stick around. Uh, and yay, I got Mike Evans. But like Gronk's going to be done, and all these other guys are young, and we're going to have to what draft guys. We can't sign guys in free agency. The defense is going to decline, and what? It's all on me again. They got um, a lot of
1: people moving.
0: Uh, it's it's that's not going to be what he wants to be a part of. Uh, you would get 2019 Tom Brady all over again. So I think this is just this is the best move. Retire if a situation arises where. Hey, there's a team that wants you, and now it's late in the game, and the Bucks can't keep you around, and you decide to unretire. Forces their hand, so I think he's just gonna sit back, enjoy
1: retirement. Wink, wink, nod, nod, my or or
0: Yeah, and um, I put it at 25 percent now. I think, I think, I think it is an
1: even quarter chance, 17 and a half percent.
0: This is not. This is not a. This is not a. a uh, 17 and a half.
1: This is not. Uh, there's
0: a one It's not an end. auction here. We're not gonna a, like meet in the middle.
1: No, Christian. We're gonna we're gonna
0: just keep until we that. agree. Twenty twenty one and a half percent. Can we agree yeah. on that?
1: Mm two point three.
0: I go twenty two point three. All right. Three hundred and sixty Sports Show agrees what a twenty two point three percent chance of Tom Brady. I say on one out of eight.
1: One out of eight. That's my number. One that's, and eight. That's where I, that's where I immediately go is one out of eight.
0: So you're a solid twelve yep. percent on everything. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's it's now more likely than not that he pulls a uh, that he pulls a Brett Favre. Um, to close things out here, um, we're going to restate our Super Bowl pick, um, but also add in some of these supplemental items here. Um, so first. We've both picking the Rams to win. Rams to win. Uh, Christian, you're going to go straight up. uh, Straight up Rams. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals with the points, which we are setting now. The the needle may move here in the coming days, but we'll set it at four and a half. Um, What's your final score?
1: Um,
0: If correct, or how about we do this? Whoever's closest to the final score gets a point
1: sure
0: so what's your final score 28
1: 23 28
0: 23 a win by Five.
1: uh now if the line moves I have to redo everything but no this is for the record um
0: I am going to say Ram's win Bengal's cover four and a half. I am going to go with a solid 27
1: to 24 field
0: field goal at the end
1: to win too close to mine. You have to change. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Um, that's going to make it close.
0: So supplemental bet. Number one, field goal to win. I'm saying, yes, it's going to be a field goal to win the game. Uh, Obviously, I guess you're going to say no since it's 28-23.
1: Field goal worth five points for the Rams to win. I'm going yes on that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going no. (laughs) Not a field goal to win. Uh,
0: You said over under 48 and a half. Uh, Right now, you are over that. Uh, So, I'm going to guess you're going to stick with the over. I guess so. Not hedging. Can't hedge. Well, you could hedge if you really wanted to. You could hedge, but I'll take make, the under. You make yourself look bad. Uh, what do I got? Twenty-seven to twenty-four. That is huh, math fun. I guess I'm taking the, the over too. It would seem. Now I don't know about that. Now I'm wondering because I think I think it's going to be. Gosh. Nah, eh, no. Stick to my guns. Stick to my guns. All right, Christian, coin toss. Heads or tails?
1: Uh, Tails never fails. I'm going heads.
0: All right, you go heads. I'm going to go tails.
1: Yeah, you're one of those guys, aren't you?
0: Who wins? Who wins it? Is it the Rams or is it the Bengals? Since he w- wins it? Yep. I'm going to say that the Rams win it. There we go. So that's we got more points on the board. Uh, any fun props? Can you find any fine props that would be uh, worth throwing in here? Because those are, those are some of the biggie-type things that happen early on. Like, what's the... There's, got, there's always a prop on, like, the length of the anthem. How long the anthem's going to take to be sung.
1: Let's see if I can find something quickly here.
0: Or if there's any other fun fun prop bets. Or anything we could think of. Hmm... McPherson field goal makes over under <laughs> three and a half.
1: How many How many memes come of the Super Bowl halftime? Oh, God. Uh... Over under f- 52.
0: <laughs> memes, just like, just, no, a bajillion. That's over.
1: The internet exists. Infinite. I got no, like, funny prop bets. I just got... Probably that's like, you know, team to call first time out. And... Is there any is there any is, is there anything? Alright, let's just
0: let's we'll make this one up then. Length of anthem. Cause I think I think the average to just like straight up like sing it as is, I think it's somewhere in the range of like fifty five seconds to a minute. Uh, obviously you have some singers who go way over. <laughs> some singers who might go under. Um, where do we want to set the number at? Here for uh, over under for anthem time.
1: Um, let's see, what's the average? <laughs> Colin in the comment section. How in the world can you measure the memes? <laughs> exactly. I mean I just I just created my own meme. True. Um let's say one minute thirty wait, I think I found it. Hang on. The odds are minus one fifteen of over or under ninety eight seconds, so let's just do that so one thirty eight yeah one thirty eight one thirty eight ooh I'm going over on that one wait who who who's singing it do we know we do know we do know, but I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh it is mickey guyton you know who that is right yeah no not really uh country music singer um over (laughs) 138 oh that's a good number i'm gonna take just for fun i'm gonna take the under it'll be like 137 But that, oh, that's a, but let's it could see. also be like it's gonna be like two minutes and eighteen seconds.
1: We got we got a few anthem ones here. Will any will any scoring drive take less than it than less time than it takes to sing the national anthem.
0: Will a scoring drive take less time? Ooh, so scoring drive less than anthem. I like that. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I was gonna say yes as well. I'm going to say, right? I got to say yes. Got to say yes on that.
1: You got a minute 37 in the first half. Someone's getting points out of that.
0: Yeah. Or, or, or it like, what if it's a close game? The end of the game, somebody gets the ball back with a minute left. Oh my God. that That's a great prop bet because
1: oh, here's, here's a good one. It I can happen
0: it at any point in the game. There's a, there's a pick six, you know, or, yeah. or a guy throws a 90 yard touchdown. You're sitting there like, yes. <laughs> Anything basically that happens in one play guarantees you that punt block return for something who knows yeah what else
1: um i lost it here it is. a number of planes during the flyover over or under five.
0: Oh, number of planes during flyover i like it uh over or under five I feel like it's usually five is the yeah, max. Yeah, like so usually let Let's or... let's
1: want, let's set this at four and a half. You want, you want the odds on this? Uh, the options are on BetOnline Sportsbook. It's the odds are minus one fifty for over five planes. Under is plus one ten. Uh
0: let's set this number at four and a half for our our purposes because we're going to go over under. Um, I'm going to go under. I'm going over. Over. <laughs> oh man what else any, any fun ones
1: um let's see okay you could pick any number here but to be shown first during the u.s national anthem you could there's there's a few options here but two are joe Burrow or matt stafford and the other is mcveigh or taylor so we could choose one of those who's shown first shown first Either the coaches
0: or the quarterbacks. During Anthem. I'm going
1: to go quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going quarterbacks, yeah. It's got to be. Let me see. Will any word be forgotten from the Anthem? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one.
0: A lot of these two years ago when we did this I, I i found there was all these like crazy fun weird ones like i feel like these these you need the like real like <laughs> like th- these are like the they're like the the crazy like cayman island <laughs> sports books where you can bet on all the the weird things
1: uh, maybe weird prop bets let's see if i can find any
0: Oh, here we go. These are the strangest Super Bowl prop bets.
1: This is, this is what we're looking for. We got to do the classic, though. We have to hit the color of the Gatorade for the winning coach.
0: Oh, I was going to say, that's one I just came by. Okay. Ooh. So Gatorade color. I'm going to go with blue.
1: I'm going. Uh, I'm going lime green, lemon lime, the classic Gatorade flavor. Lime green.
0: Da, 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 da. Let's see. Who
1: will the Super Bowl MVP thank first? His family. Family team coaches, is there, is there options or are you just going? That? There
0: are options. Uh, team, family,
1: fans, or God. Ooh, God. That's, that's close between God and team. I think I gotta go team, but it's close. You're going team. Oh. Oh, I got a I got a good one for
0: you too. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Since you're going team, I'm gonna go God. I'm Team
1: God on this one. Team God, all right, all right. Uh, Will Mr. J Pringle touch his mustache in his Pringles commercial? (laughs) What? Uh, Ah, be paying attention for these. We yeah, we get commercial
0: prop bets. That was one. That was one I saw. Like who's who's the first commercial?
1: We're just gonna do a couple extra credit. That's one of them. So what is that? Uh, will Mr. J. Pringle touch his mustache in the Pringles commercial? Touch mustache. Yes. You gotta curl the mustache. I'm gonna say no. I think he goes away from the stash. He just lets it shine. Just lets it shine. This this is one of the times. How many commercials will show a person wearing a mask? That's, that's a sign of the times well uh, here's the hard
0: thing the thing that's gonna be hard about that is where can we come back to get that information afterwards?
1: yeah, I know yeah. most
0: of this is gonna be pretty easy to to find number of commercials with masks in them I mean somebody's gonna
1: someone's rewatching <laughs>
0: nothing else to do uh, let's see looking for some more.
1: that's all i got that's it oh
0: here we go here's another fun one what color will snoop dog's shoes be to begin the halftime show here's your options blue yellow slash gold black white gold gray slash silver orange green purple red or pink
1: snoop's shoes so basically every color in the rainbow
0: you got your options pick a color
1: uh
0: orange i'm gonna go purple purple shoes that's
1: a good that's a good guess
0: uh... all right two more two more to complete this craziness uh first anheuser Anheuser-Busch brand commercial to run budweiser bud light michelob ultra Cutwater Spirits, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, or Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. What, what was the bet? Just which Budweiser brand will get, the com- get a commercial first. Oh, it's got to be Bud Light. Uh, Bush brand. You're going to go Bud Light. I'm going to go traditional Budweiser. Get those uh, Clydesdales in there. Actually, no. That com- the Clydesdale commercial will come later. They're gonna go. It'll be a hard seltzer one. I'm gonna go hard. I- I- I'm gonna amend this. Hard That's seltzer. The end, yeah. They're gonna want most eyes on the Clydesdales. All right. Uh, and lastly, will Joe Burrow be shown? smoking a cigar. Now here's the question about this. Let me see if it stipulates. Is that in commercials? Uh if the Bengals are able to win Super Bowls So they're putting this only if Joe Bur- if the Bengals win will Joe Burrow be oh, shown sure. smoking yeah. a cigar. Hundred percent. I want to I make this, will they show any pic, like at any point, this doesn't matter if, if it's Joe Burrow, like they are smoking a cigar, but will they at all, will the broadcast at all? They could they, they could just be flashing back, like, hey, here's what happened at this thing here. So, will the broad, let's do this, will the broadcast, because this will cover if the Bengals win, too. Will Joe Burrow, in any capacity, whether it's an old picture, a video, hitting himself live, be shown smoking a cigar at any point during the broadcast
1: Hmm. it's tough you, you make it tougher you know what I mean that's what I'm yeah I'll for. say yes why not let's have some fun Christian says yes
0: and to have extra fun I will say no
1: no cigar for you Joe you get the since you came up with that one, you get the responsibility of telling me the answer. So.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna post it. I'll just ask Reddit later that night.
1: Hey, at any point,
0: and let, let oh the yeah, Reddit
1: Reddit's a very reliable source too, so that's good.
0: Let yeah. the internet do the work. I think that's it. Uh, that seems to be yeah,
1: that's, that's a ton. We we're I think we're good.
0: That seems to be all the the funny funnier ones. So uh we have got quite the card now i'll type this up and we'll post it at some other point um but uh christian uh,
1: potentially kind of breaking news like within the last 30 minutes sure we love breaking Um, news go for it duke rask is not expected to continue his comeback (laughs) wow they retire from hockey within the week. Uh. <laughs> that injury's too much. I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised
0: at all. But <laughs> I don't know now. I mean, What, what do you? What, is this
1: good, bad, or, or like, or or, or neither? I'm indifferent because no, it's good news because I think the RAS that was coming back that we saw in the first few games wasn't right. And he was, he just had a major hip injury. Like, let's not forget about that. And, uh, you have Swayman, you sent him down. So I think it's important to realize that this is not all bad news because I think the kid can play at an NHL level. And I think it's important to get him some reps up here.
0: True. Um, Hey, I mean, I guess that's that's uh, it's unfortunate for him, uh, but I would much rather him just be like, "Nope, uh, tried, but uh, it's not going to work." Then, if he limped around into the playoffs with them like he did last year, um, and they're like, "Well, he's our
1: guy, gotta stick with him. He's sticking it out." That's kind of where my head is at. Like that, I immediately go, "Well, if he's not right." and then he comes back and he's still not right, are you going to just put him out there because he's Tuka Rask? Um, so I no. think it makes the decision easier in terms of there's no pressure to make a wrong choice here. It's, it's all Mark Swayman going forward, and Rask is just, you know, he had his career. It was a, it was a pretty good one. He only has a one cup as a backup, uh, but he's still a very, very good goaltender of all, overall.
0: Hopefully Swayman getting sent down and now being brought back up, hopefully it doesn't affect him. Because yeah, if you up. if you hurt him because you wanted to try and bring Tuca back for one last run and it didn't work, oh, talk about major misstep as an organization. But, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, that breaking news aside, and like I said, we'll probably sign off and there'll be major breaking NBA trade news. Uh, so, for those of you who are our podcast listeners, which uh, we do have and we appreciate you uh, who find us uh, through Sounder FM or we Ever you get your podcast from. Uh, we do appreciate you there. You can always email the show, the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com uh, if you want to go ahead and tell us after the fact uh, how wrong we are. Uh, and I will check now uh, the Gmail just to make sure uh, none of our podcast listeners have sent us a note. Uh, and it would seem that we do not have uh, any notes uh, on the podcast side uh, for this week. But uh, obviously, we'll get plenty uh, once this NBA news breaks as soon as we lock off. So uh, that is going to do it for the show. Uh, everybody have a good rest of your week. Uh, once again, our picks for the Super Bowl: Christian says, or I guess I'll point to the middle here. Christian says, Scams, and I say Rams by three. So that'll do it, folks. We'll talk to you next week to recap the Super Bowl and the NBA trade deadline. See you, everybody. Yeah.